Hi, listeners. I'm Irene Barton, Executive Director of the Cobb Collaborative, and I welcome you to Mind Your Mind Speaks. This is a podcast series that brings together subject matter experts, community leaders, and local stakeholders to raise awareness, share resources, and inspire action through recorded conversations about the Cobb Collaborative's focus areas. Today, we are delighted to welcome Beth Carey to our program. Beth is a former educator with 30 years of teaching experience, whoo, heaven help you, (laughs) and is the author of a series of books and workshops called LIFE, which is an acronym for something that we will learn more about. I'm really looking forward to learning um, and talking with Beth today, but before we get started on all of that, Beth, can you share a little bit more about yourself with our listeners? Absolutely. First of all, Irene, thank you for having me today. Um, I am a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania girl who moved down here. So I have been down here actually longer than I lived in Pennsylvania. So I am a Yankee by roots. Um, I did my undergraduate work at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, nicknamed Idiots Under Pressure. And I did my my master's degree at Georgia State once I moved down here. I I am a mother of two, two grown children. I now have three grandchildren, much to my dismay sometimes. I keep thinking I can't be old enough for that. But they are here and they, they are, are here <laughs> in my life. So um, I did, as you mentioned, retire from teaching high school after 30 years. During my tenure um, as a teacher, I learned so much. I was in the private schools. I was also in the public schools. While I was in the public schools, I was awarded the Sequoia Teacher of the Year um, honor And that was my home high school where I retired from here in Cherokee County. I also was nominated for the Georgia Marketing Teacher of the Year for the state. That was a biggie. Mm -hmm. And I taught marketing classes, entrepreneurship classes, fashion marketing. I taught a class for career exploration. I also had the work program um, where kids went out, got school credit for Mm -hmm what they were learning in the real world of work. Mm-hmm. So I have a, a kind of a varied background, but I've always worked with teens and tweens. So that's kind of my passion. And we kind of laugh and say that, you know, I'm kind of an odd bird because I actually like teenagers. <laughs> and, you know, in today's world, there are so many fabulous teenagers And unfortunately, we don't always hear about the good ones. Mm -hmm. So I am an advocate for the adults that need to work with and are trying to mentor the teens and tweens out there to make our world in the long run a better world and certainly make their adulthood a better adulthood. So that's kind of what I'm all about. I'm a big football fan and um, I love to be on the lake. In the summer, I just love to be anywhere near water. Well, luckily, our summers in Georgia are a little bit longer than they are in Pittsburgh, I am betting. so Very true. Very. <laughs> and I guess you're a Steelers fan. Is that 
did that. I am. I am black and gold through and through. (laughs) And so then um, that's my pro team. And Mm -hmm. then my children went to Georgia Tech and to Auburn. So those would be my other favorite teams. Well, I'm just going to smile and listeners indulge us for just a minute. Um, How parallel is or coincidental, I should say, our daughter just graduated from Georgia Tech in December and our son is at Auburn. So what? Wow. (laughs) You know, what do you know? So anyway, well, um, I I love that you have actually lived down here longer than you lived in Pennsylvania, but that you still have those roots and those connections um, to those, um, to that corner of the world, Beth. So, well, welcome to our show again today, um, to our podcast. And so I mentioned the acronym LIFE, which is actually learning information for every day, which now that you've described your background seems like such a natural transition for you to have gotten into. So this book series, it's a book series, it's workshops and presentations for adults as well as young adult groups, and I guess adults who are serving youth, right? The main topic, passion, um, is you feel that, um, young adults, young people today have, are kind of like maybe missing some things. Um, and I love that we're going to be able to talk about that a little bit, because as you know, one of the main focus areas of the collaborative is our mental health awareness initiative around, increasing awareness that we all have mental health, reducing the stigma around that, and then promoting resilience. And there seems to be a very natural connection between that work and your series um, life. So can you take us back to the beginning there? What, um, how did you envision it? Um, How did it come about? And what prompted you to create these resources? Well, like I had said, I was very blessed in that I was able to retire at a pretty young age and my husband was still working. My, my children were moving out tail end of college, things like that. And everybody's like, Beth, what are you going to do? And I, well, I was in my last couple of years of teaching. I said, I'm going to write books. And they're (laughs) like, really? I'm like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. So you know how it is. Once you say it, then you have to do it. So what I was doing was I was, I was starting to notice not only with my own children and and the friends of my children, Mm -hmm. but also in my classroom that even my brightest of bright Mm -hmm. students were lacking in a lot of what you and I would call common sense skills, um, life skills. Okay. We're missing skills and knowledge in things that we as adults we're taking for granted. So I started doing what I called life questions in my classroom. And these were questions that I would throw out if we had five minutes left in class or like the day before Thanksgiving break when half the kids didn't come and the ones that were there, they weren't really there. So we started playing the life game. And I would start asking them questions like, Mm -hmm. what do you do when the toilet's overflowing? And they Mm -hmm. would be like, call a plumber. Call mom. I'm like, no, guys, it's overflowing on the floor. What are you going to do? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, you turn off the valve. 
what valve? Yeah, what the, there is a valve. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You don't know that there's a valve. Mm-hmm. And so I would, you know, continue to ask them questions. You know, what side of your chest do you put a name tag on mm-hmm. when you're given a name tag and why? Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't know, does it matter? Well, it kind of does matter. So, you know, the more we talked, the more they went, why doesn't anybody teach us this, Mrs. Carey? And I'm like, well, some of this you were taught, you just don't Mm -hmm. remember and you haven't practiced it. And some of it is, it's no longer in the school system, in the classroom. And parents, I think a lot of times just assume that kids know these things. Mm -hmm. And so what was happening, getting back to your, you know, mind your mind and Mm -hmm. mental health, you know, one of the things in my opinion, that your best way to be strong mentally is to be confident. Mm, And confidence is linked to knowledge And knowledge is linked to learning the things that you need so that you're not embarrassed and you don't make faux pas and you go into situations feeling prepared. Mm -hmm. And so by asking the kids these questions and having discussions, I was engaging them which allowed me to get them off the computer, off of their cell phones Mm -hmm. and talking to an adult who then became kind of a confidant for them to ask other questions when they didn't know, quote, stuff, you know, we always laugh. And, you know, I mentioned I have the work program at school, so I'm constantly talking to employers and employers would say, God, Beth, these kids are so smart today. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, they, they know their math and they know their skills, but they don't know how to do small talk. They don't know how to yeah. make a proper introduction. Right. You wouldn't believe what they wore to a job interview last week. <laughs> they can text all day long, but in terms of making small talk and yeah, right. balancing the plate um, of hors d'oeuvres and shaking people's hands and all of that. Yes. <laughs> They just are, there's gaps. There's just gaps. Mm -hmm. So I decided to put into a book format questions with answers. Okay. Elaborations to kind of explain and give some more detail of why it's important to know these things. Mm -hmm. And then stories, true stories of which I had to change some names to protect the innocent, (laughs) but they're all true stories of where either, you know, children or adults, young adults made the mistake and were embarrassed as a result of not knowing, again, I'll use the word stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I put it in a format where it's easy to use, broke it down into three books. We have basic skills, social skills, and independence readiness. So okay. I kind of look at it as it gets a little harder as you go. Okay. The first book's pretty thin. It's like mm-hmm. 90 pages. The second book has more pages. The third pages, the third book has a um, whopping 307 pages. So obviously, wow. okay. it I, as I went along, yeah. I found <laughs> my subject matter a little more important. Mm-hmm. Um, But that, you know, that's kind of how it came about. It was my own personal talking to other adults and saying, you know, we're doing these kids a disservice by not 
making sure they know this stuff before adulthood. Because isn't that what we're all trying to do? Prepare right. them for independence. As a parent, my goal, I mean, I love my children, but mm-hmm. I, my goal was to prepare them so they could move out of my house. <laughs> Much. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. So um, I think that that's where my passion came from for the books. And I tried to put it in a format where it would be easy to use, whether you're a teacher or a grandparent or a parent, a mm-hmm. uncle, a mentor. Okay. What you have to do is pick up the book, open mm-hmm. to a page and ask a question. Okay. So it's not like um, you have to read it from cover to cover. You can kind of just, Hey, this looks interesting today exactly. or okay. Exactly. Well, that's fun. Um, you know, if, if your 16 year old or your 15 year old's going like now it's May, they're out mm-hmm. looking for their first job, mm-hmm. go to the third book, go to employment and start asking them questions about, mm-hmm. you know, what do you wear? What yeah. are the rules for filling out an application form? Yeah. What do you say when it asks salary desired? Right. Those kinds of questions. And it's all right there. So it's easy to use. I have a I have a good friend who she cracked me up. She called me after she bought my books and she has a set of twins, twin mm-hmm. boys. And so they do a competition. And every day at dinner, they have a question that she takes mm-hmm. from the book. Oh, and okay. whichever, whichever boy gets the question most correct, mm-hmm. get a point. And at the end of the two weeks, whatever brother has the most points gets the loser brother. If you're following me mm-hmm. to do one of his chores. Oh, okay. She said they are so competitive Beth that I found that they wanted to make it a game. And I mm-hmm. said, a game is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're asking the questions. And she said, what I love most is I ask one question and then they have like 20 related questions. Oh, well, that is great. <laughs> and so we end up actually talking at dinner. Uh-huh. Because well, I was, yeah, just thinking that the boys are not on their phones and the family is talking to each right, other. The TV's <laughs> off and they're talking. Yeah. Um, I have another friend who's a parent and they had a, they were on a soccer team and they would play like trivia, like we mm-hmm. do in the restaurants or whatever, or they right. take the book mm-hmm. out. And sometimes it's fun when the children ask the adults, mm-hmm. because you'd be surprised how much we forget, like about <laughs> etiquette. You know, what do oh. you do with your napkin when you have to get up from the table in the middle mm-hmm. of a meal? Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, we always joke and say, what napkin? Half of us don't even have a napkin. <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember the days when my, I had teenagers and it seemed like we ate out of paper bags a lot in the car. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it it's meant to be realistic. It's okay. meant to be an aid uh-huh. for adults to help prepare and make sure that our young people are going to be ready for this world. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't get into technology. I don't mm-hmm. get into things that are um, what I would call heavier subjects. Mm-hmm. But what I find is when they are confident in talking with an adult, then if they have a really tough question, they're more apt to come to you too. Yeah. Because right. they're used to that process. Right. That trust is there. 
And as you were talking, Beth, I was thinking, um, and I loved how you lifted up confidence because that when we teach some resiliency classes, that is one of the C's, the seven C's of mm -hmm. resilient um, children, youth, um, but also adults that you have confidence and how is confidence built by, by repetition, by, um, you know, it's not that everybody knows things that you don't, it's that they've practiced it. And that's what we talk about. You know, resilience is a muscle that you have to build, um, just like working on your core. It's not that some people have a ton of resilience and others don't, aren't born with any, it's that the people with resilience are working on it all the time. So exactly, exactly. And, you know, I was thinking like from a, I guess, a sociological perspective, you know, why have these skill gaps appeared? And um, I'm sure there's some sociologists that have theories, but, you know, it could be that we don't live in multi-generational communities anymore. Children don't hang around their grandparents as much. And, you know, maybe that knowledge is passed. Um, technology, people are on their devices. I'm sure there's all kinds of reasons behind that, but those are just a couple that pop into my head. How about you? Do you, have you spent much time or reading about that? How um, that gap I, happened? I agree. Yes. I agree with you completely. Um, we used to have these kind of classes in our schools mm -hmm. and then they have been replaced by requiring an extra math class yes. or, you know, an extra science class. So mm -hmm. some of that, but the good news is the more I talk to teachers, especially in other states, I'm finding that school systems are bringing it back, ah, okay. starting to realize that kids don't understand how to balance a checkbook. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we talk about our financial, how, how many people are in debt today mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in our society. Well, one of the reasons is because we're not talking to our kids about finances. I, I tell a story in one of my books about how my son, I think he was around seven and he wanted to go out and get pizza. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, Ben, I said, I don't have any money. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, go to the bank and get it. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it, or, or where's your visa card, mom? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we need to talk. You need mm -hmm. to understand that it, you know, just because I have a visa card doesn't mean I need to be using it right now. Yeah. So it's, you know, we need to be doing more discussion and, and we've gotten busier lives. It, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's, it's a very busy life. And our young people today often will say, well, I don't need to know this because if I do, I'll just Google it. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is you can't always Google it in time. Mm -hmm. In advance, you were going to have to know how to read military time. Right. You were going to have to know what um, a Roth IRA is. Then mm -hmm. you could Google it. Yeah. But it's not, you know, you can't always do it on the spot. Right. So and if you're sitting across the desk from a potential employer, you're not going to whip out your device and start Googling. Right. What yes. questions should I ask at yeah. a job interview? <laughs> so right. those are, you know, those are exactly, exactly the point. And I think that we've gotten away from um, just 
talking to teenagers because they don't always want to talk to us. And so, you know, I always say you kind of start slipping these questions in like at Mm -hmm. the dinner table or in the car, Mm -hmm. teachers use it as bell ringers. Mm -hmm. I have um, like youth organizations and groups that will ask a question at the start of the meeting or will wrap up and say, okay, you know, our life question for today is, Mm -hmm. and it's just, it becomes fun. And as long as it's fun, then, and the, and the, you know, I always use, I always would tell my students, you know, with them, what's in it for me. Mm -hmm. And what they find is what's in it for them is being more confident and knowing that they are going to be ready to move out, to go to college or to move into their own apartment, to not always have to live with an adult or be calling home to an adult going, Oh, no, you know, my, my daughter called home. I I gave her the insurance card, never Mm -hmm. told her the difference between an ID number and a group number. Mm -hmm. She was sick and she was, you know, at the doctors at college and she calls home in tears and you feel bad as a parent, you feel bad as an adult for not making sure that these kids were best prepared for adult. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think you kind of touched on this, Beth, um, but I'm going to invite you to expand on it. Is it too late to reverse the skill gap? Like say for a young adult who is just launched, um, I feel like there are ways to tackle it. It might be a little more painful just because the brain has uh, less plasticity as we all get older, right? <laughs> but but what do you think about that? I I don't, you know, I like to think everybody's a life learner mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anything wrong with you know, seeking those resources that could help put you in a better light, mm-hmm. you know, currently or down the road. A lot of my, what I call my after teens, like my stragglers, as I'll mm-hmm. call them, the 20 year olds, the 21, 22 year olds, they tend to use my books as a, they read it themselves. Okay. They, okay. they kind of self, self quiz, if you will. Yeah themselves or their friends, you know, mm-hmm. they'll sit around and have a cup of coffee and start, you know, laughing at each other for not knowing what a chamber of commerce is or uh-huh. who the vice president in the United States is because, <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Yeah. You see the, you know, the late night shows where they stop people on the street and ask them things like yeah, that. that. But yeah. um, no, I don't think it's too late. And it's funny because a lot of companies now are putting their young recruits into classes mm-hmm. and having classes similar to this, where they're teaching them proper etiquette, for uh, example, so mm-hmm. that when they go out on a business meal, mm-hmm. they know which drink cup is theirs, the there's one on the left uh-huh. or the one on the right. Or if there's three wine glasses, why do we have, we're not supposed to drink that much. That's yeah. the message, you know? So right. there's, um, I've done, I've done workshops for like chamber groups. Okay. Um, I've done workshops for high school kids. I've done workshops for parents, teachers, et cetera. And I show them how to implement this into their daily lives, depending on, you know, where they're coming from. So no, absolutely. It's never too late. And like I said, you know, I mean, I sometimes forget and I have to like, look something up in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I don't know if this is in there, but this is something that um, I actually hear a lot as I go about like, what floor is the company in if their address is suite 1400 or suite 950? You know, what floor in the office building? And <laughs> I think that stumps a lot of people, no matter That's your great. Age. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, and then the other thing I'll add, and my husband and I joke about this, and we've actually shared this with our two um, young adult children. Whenever you are eating in a business situation, or if you're on an interview or something like that, never ever order the French onion soup because that is a very messy thing to eat with the cheese. You may love it, yes. and so you order that on your own time, but never order that when you are out to eat with colleagues. <laughs> good advice. Colleagues. Very yes. good advice. So, um, Beth, what's one thing that would surprise people about today's teens and, and young adults? And I'll let you pick whether that's a, a positively surprising thing or a negatively surprising observation or fact. I really think that the teens and, and, you know, I say teens, I'm talking all the way down to 10 year olds. They act like they don't care, mm. but I really think they do. Mm. I really think that if you can establish that rapport, they really do love learning things that will help to make them self-sufficient, okay. which gets back to that confidence, gets uh -huh. back to that positive self-image and that um, they will respond. They're not going to make it easy on you as an adult, <laughs> yeah. but they, they will respond and, you know, they are, they're so scared there, there's just so much for them to deal with and, and they're trying to be all grown up, mm -hmm. but, you know, deep down, they know they're not there yet. And yeah. you just have to, to keep being around, mm -hmm. you know, we always laugh It parents always join PTA when kids are in elementary school. And then suddenly they go to middle school and high school and, you know, you have 10 people show up. Right. No one goes to the open houses anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, they don't, they still need us. They still yeah, need exactly. adults in their life. Going back to your point about, you know, the grandparents, because it does, it takes a village. It yeah, absolutely it really does. Yeah. So I, it, I think that they're, I think they're good individuals. I really do I think tweens and teens are, are good at heart. And, you know, we um, continued to go to open houses right up through really the pandemic when we couldn't, um, our son was still in high school at that time. Maybe not so much for what we were going to learn, but for the signal that it sent to our child, you are important for me to take this time to meet with your teacher and, you know, so then you have a common bond of reference um, or, you know, a point point of reference, I should say, like, you know, gosh, I noticed in your classroom, your teacher must really love cats. There were cat pictures everywhere or something. Right. But that, yes. you, you know, you come here every day, you invest um, your time. We hope you're doing your best. It's the least I can do to come and support you by seeing your environment and, and all of that. So that 
you know, not that I'm all that in a bag of chips when it comes to parenting, but I always, I know, I know we are so important. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. You know, you, you do the best you can. Yes. There are little things like that that uh-huh. do make a huge difference. They really do make a huge difference. Yeah. So, well, you have some obviously incredible resources, whether it's the the written word or the in-person workshops. Beth, where can people find these resources and where can they find you? Well, I my email would probably be the best. Okay. It's Beth, B-T-H, at learninginfo for everyday.com. I know it's right. a long one. <laughs> we'll put so, that in the show notes. Um, and I have a website. Okay. www.learninginfo for, and that's F-O-R, everyday.com. Okay. So the books are there. All right. And I can be reached for workshops. I do want to mention that a lot of my workshops are free. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this to, to put food on the table, you know, <laughs> that I'm doing it because I love to teach and it doesn't matter whether I'm teaching young people or adults. Mm-hmm. That's what I like to do. I like to engage and I feel strong that these resources are helpful. And so I kind of think that it's my role Mm -hmm. to help as many people as I can. So, you know, a lot of my workshops I'll do, especially if they're in the Atlanta area, I will do them free with advanced book purchases or guaranteed audience numbers, or just because I, I, you know, I'm open that night and willing to, you know, put myself out there if it's going to help a group or organization. And I'm also going to offer on my website um, a discount on the books, you can, you can get my books on Amazon, but I have no control over what Amazon charges, but mm-hmm. I can offer three books for $32 and free shipping oh, wow. for my website. And there's a coupon code and just put in Cobb. So for Cobb Collaborative, I figured I'm not going to make everybody write out collaborative. We'll just go with Cobb and that would be your coupon code and then you will, you'll save the shipping and you also save about $7 off the retail price. Well, very generous of you. All right. Cobb County listeners. Um, and we'll let our friends from neighboring counties join in as well, I guess. So sure. Well, Beth, as our time together draws to a close, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to circle back to um, or bring up? I don't have anything specific unless Mm -hmm. you want me to ask you a few questions for the audience. I don't, you don't have to answer, Irene. I won't put you in. No, no, no. How about I'll, I'll take, I'll take the question. Okay. All right. This, this is an easy one for you, but not so easy for our, for our young people. This is out of the first book, basic skills. It's a community question. What is the purpose of a chamber of commerce? Ah, I think that the purpose of a chamber of commerce is to lift up the business community, empower small business owners, entrepreneurs, but also other stakeholders, neighbors, consumers, 
um, healthcare workers, educators. So because when we all work together, our community becomes a very vibrant place to live with better outcomes for people, better employment, better public health, better schools, all of that. Perfect. Oh, whew. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but that, um, that's a great question. Yeah. And, you know, I'll give a shout out to the Cobb Chamber because they do have things like young professionals. So, you know, perhaps your target audience, right? Um, there's an opportunity to come hang out and mix and mingle and um, with people who are your peers and get on this learning journey together, right? It's not just a bunch of older people. Um, I think our chamber here in Cobb does a magnificent job of pulling in different sectors um, and populations of people. And that's that's what a chamber's so good at. And, yeah. You know, and they're everywhere. Yes. You know? So our young people need to know that that's another resource for them. Exactly. All right. Here's a here's a question out of the second book. All right. Social skills. How many feet should be between someone using a cell phone and another person? And this shocked me. So you're the young people today are just mortified that this is supposed to be the guideline. So <laughs> how many feet between you using a cell phone and another person? Gosh, I... How about I, if I give you multiple choice? All right. Three, three feet, five feet, 10 feet. And it, or it doesn't matter if you're talking softly. I'm going <laughs> to say, I'm going to say five. It's actually 10. And, uh, which is um, far. And I can't remember the last yeah, time yeah. I saw someone 10 feet. 10 from, feet away, yes. you know, but that's at least, you know, the, the message is far away. You need yeah, to step yeah. away from the group. Right. So that's yeah. what we're, you know. Um, here's one for the third book, Independence Readiness. Okay. What is the difference between an executor and an executress? Because, you know, a lot of our young people don't, you know, don't always understand wills mm -hmm. and trusts and beneficiaries yeah. and things like that, which are very grown-up concepts, right? But things that we need to know. So the difference between an executor and an executress. So I might have to Google that, but <laughs> um, so an executor of a will, I, I'm going to go with, is it difference in gender, assigned yes. gender? Okay. Yes. And what is an executor or an executrice? It's obviously the person or institution assigned to carry out the terms of a will, which is probably the harder question. Yes. But yes. <laughs> um, one more. Do we have time for one more? Okay. One more. Okay. Who should not, now keep in mind, this is more for the younger person. So okay. But, you know, think of yourself as an 18-year-old, perhaps, hmm. okay. who should not be used as a reference when job hunting. Counselors and coaches, friends your own age, neighbors, or former employers? Um, B, friends your own age. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because, you know, it, it's so funny. They put their best friend down. And I'm yeah. like, 
Everyone's friend is 15. They don't know yeah. nothing. You, that, that is not who a boss wants to yeah, talk. They uh, legally cannot be held responsible for something that they say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, those are great questions, though, you know, and so, you know, whether you're going to be volunteering at a camp this summer or in a paid like, you know, young people do have to put down references, right? Exactly. Um, even before they enter the quote unquote workforce. So, oh, good question. Oh, I feel like I'm going to buy that book. And then when our um, son is home from college this summer, we might have some things to talk about at dinner. <laughs> I I did a lot of test, tests on your sampling stuff. on my children and my children's friends. I don't know why they would come to the house anymore because they're like, Miss Carrie, are you really going to ask us another question? I'm like, yeah, I just want to see how you'll yeah. do. Like you're yeah. my you know, you're my, my little guinea pigs. And <laughs> that most of the time they were like, I, I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. I should know this. I really yeah. should know this. So. You know, secretly, they probably loved it that you were talking with them and they were having those sorts of conversations because I bet it didn't happen anywhere else. So. Yeah. And I, I just kept the books on the coffee table and yeah. then, you know, sometimes they would pick them up on their own and start messing around with each other and, you know, saying, you know, I thought you got straight A's, you know, those kinds of things. So, but anyway. So, well, I have just had so much fun talking with you. Um, I mean, you've made the subject very approachable and a little bit lighthearted, but this is serious stuff. And, you know, we do, these are the people that are going to inherit the world, um, a, a pretty fragile globe at this point in time. And so we need them to be knowledgeable and have confidence so that they can tackle the tough issues that are out there today and that will be coming down the road for them to deal with. So hats off. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And if you, you know, if you can, we need some lightheartedness, as you said, in this very complicated world that we live in today. So hopefully you and I've helped somebody. I hope so. You definitely have. You put a smile on my face today. Well, Beth Carey, author of the Life Series, book series and workshop presenter. Thank you so much for joining us today and um, sharing all that you are doing and continuing to work on in your quote unquote retirement Uh, to make our corner of the world a better place. Thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. And listeners, thank you for tuning in today. To be sure that you don't miss any future episodes, please subscribe to our Mind Your Mind podcast. Also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That will help other people find us. Please tune in next time as we continue to empower and engage our community through conversations about important and critical issues that we are all dealing with. Until next time, please stay well. And remember, there is no health without mental health.